Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by our wonderful friends over at Ingalls, episode 282, and we have more spring games to discuss. We did not forget about the rest of these teams, Max. Some people may have thought, okay, you put out a spring game recap episode on Monday. Where was Florida State? Where was Pitt? Where was Miami? We got you covered today. Come on. That's right. We, you know, we were strategic. We had to break it up. We couldn't just you know, put the top end of the league in, in one episode. We had to spread it out, plan. spread the love, spread the love, if you will, KG. So excited to jump into these teams. Like you said, it, it felt like it felt like on Saturday, just the whole world was playing their spring games. Yes. Like that, that's what happened. So I think, uh, you know, it, it was super fun to, to bounce around. It felt like a Saturday, you know, a normal Saturday where you're watching so many different games at once. But excited to break all these down today. Definitely. We will hit on, just to set the stage for our listeners here, Florida State, Pitt, NC State, Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Syracuse plays this Friday. So we talked about Louisville and Duke on Monday. Syracuse, Louisville, and Duke will all play this coming weekend. We're not going to have time to recap those because we've got NFL Draft talk next week, Mac, and it's getting serious. The draft, which we've been interviewing all these guys, if you missed our interviews with Brian Brzee and Trenton Simpson and Kalijah Cansey and just all these different dudes, Josh Downs, go check them out on our podcast page, on our YouTube page. Make sure you're up to date because I'm excited. And we are going to have Jordan Reed, ESPN NFL analyst on Monday. I thought that was one of our better episodes. I learned so much from him. His breakdowns, his comps for different players was so interesting. So I am ready, Mac, for NFL Draft Week next week. That's right, KG. And you know who's helping me get ready for draft week? Our great friends over at Ingles. Of course, I cannot wait. L- listen, the, the draft is its one of those things where you got to have a watch party. Oh, yeah. You got to see where your guys go. You got to celebrate these young men that you've been covering and, and you know just have been cheering for for so long. So go to your local Ingles. Get whatever you want. KG, I feel like you are – I feel like you're going to have your, your veggie plate, <laughs> but I also think – are, are you like a big like buffalo chicken dip type of girl? Like what, what's your go-to dip? Mac, we always joke about how we read each other's <laughs> minds. I literally was about to talk about buffalo chicken dip. Like that that is freaky how that <laughs> happens. We've known each other for way too long. But yes, I think it's a, you know, it's a balance. Life's That's a balance. Right. That's right. You got to have your veggie platter. I love a good veggie platter. But you also need to have your uh, buffalo chicken dip. And here's where it can get interesting, Mac. You dip the veggies in the oh. buffalo chicken dip. Oh, oh, and then you don't changer. feel as bad about yourself. Sure. Because you're like, hey, I'm dipping a cucumber in <laughs> <laughs> this buffalo chicken dip. And so you're good. You're not even getting the calories from the chip. So that's what Ingles has all that for you to get ready. And I even, I, I know we're still a ways away from football season. I like to treat the NFL draft as a little bit of kind of a spring tailgate situation from a food perspective. That's right. Maybe, you know, get, get a little crazy. Try something new. Try the cucumber and the buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> you obviously are going to go back to your old staples when you get to football season, but this is the time to be a little wild, Mac, with your That's NFL right. draft. You know, you, you can test the water there. Again, we, we talk about this all the time, but the array of organics, great meat, that quality, that grade A stuff that they have, 
Let's get a little weird this NFL draft season. You got three days where you can test some recipes out, get it going. You know, we'll be sharing ours on social media. So just check it out. Go to your local Ingles and get anything you need for some draft watch party. At Ingles, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you, the ones you trust to have your back no matter what, who make the hard times a little softer, and the good ones somehow a little better. That's what family is all about, whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingles, all the ingredients for family. All right, Mac, time to dive into these spring games. Let's start with Florida State, who had a spring showcase, not really a game. Uh, I watched a, a good part of it. I couldn't find stats, though, so you know it's a it's a spring showcase situation, and Jordan Travis really didn't play that much. Trey Benson didn't. Johnny Wilson did not play at all. So mm-hmm. limited reps for some of these superstars. And I think for both Florida State and Pitt specifically, these were the games where we learned the least, but we also don't need to know that much. It feels like we know what we're getting. I think the biggest thing with Florida State, and EJ Manuel's on the call that game, and he did a great job, it just felt like – the swag, the athletes, the dudes were out there. And and yeah. that's what you want to see when you go to a spring showcase for Florida State. <laughs> that, that, that's the biggest thing for me, KG, is, is I just refer back to a handful of years ago, and I'm looking at this S- FSU team, and I'm just like, who are these guys? This is not what Florida State is supposed to look like. Not and what now, you played against. Yeah, <laughs> heck no. And I wish. Uh, and, and now – I mean, they're back. They're, they're back to having these freaky guys, having first-round draft picks. You're looking around the team. You're like, there's one. There's another. This could be one. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that is the most important thing that, you know, people gather from this spring. On top of, you know, similar to Clemson, it, it's going to be a very different-looking FSU team come that LSU game, right? Like, all, the players are going to be ready. The the scheme, all these different things, they're going to show out, even though it's the same. And we've seen a lot of what FSU wants to do. Um, that That, for me, is – Nobody got hurt. Everybody's feeling good. We got a nice little game in. It's on TV. Okay, let's move on. Let's take a little break and then get to summer ball. So for me, KG, I think when you look at that, exactly what you said, we we didn't go into this game expecting to learn anything really new. I mean, we kind of know what FSU is. The biggest question mark for them going into this season is how do you handle all this expectation? Yeah. How do you handle all this pressure? How do you handle the target on your back? And when we get to ACC Media Day and we're all said and done, are you going to be voted the favorite? That That's a whole new world of pressure and something they haven't dealt with in, in a long time. And these guys, nobody on this roster has dealt with that. So they're going to have to figure that out. I know the coaches are in place. I know the, the stars are in place. The guys that have been there done that, that I think that they can handle it very well. But that's going to be the fun thing to watch all year long. Oh, it is. And I saw uh, Jordan Travis post game. One of his quotes after this, the spring game was that his time at Florida State has been a roller coaster, which sure. I think is a great analogy because you think two years ago they started 0 and 4. Like right. he's, he has literally seen it all. He has been booed off the field. <laughs> he has lost to who, what was that? Louisiana? Jacksonville. Who did they State. lose to? Jacksonville State. Crazy. But then you flip it around and they have the kind of season they've had this year. And honestly, this coming into 2023, this could be, this could go down as one of the greatest turnarounds in sure. college football history. Yeah. When you talk about 
being there with a lot of the same players and specifically Jordan Travis at quarterback where he's your quarterback. I know they were switching off a little bit with McKenzie Milton that year, but you go from a season where you start 0 and 4 and then you, you finish your career, perhaps making the playoff that that would truly be one of the greatest turnarounds we've ever seen. And again, that, that kind of statement just adds to the hype with this Florida State team, Mac. Just adds to it. It it does. It it really does. And and again, I I think, you know, this summer after the great spring ball, the things that you want to do, continue to develop guys, continue to put, you know, these athletes, these student athletes in in positions to keep growing. Now there's different rules from when, you know, you and I were in school because the coaches can be out there a little bit. There are no rules anymore. (laughs) Yeah, there's no rules. The, The one rule is there's no rules. Uh, so a little bit different where they're going to have that, you know, further development, you know, cause back in my day we had to do it ourselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I am excited for that, but again, just, just looking at this team and if they can stay healthy, look out. I, I, I can't, I can't wait to see Florida state and what they're going to be this year. The one big takeaway I think was that Tate Rodemaker looked really good at QB two. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's not, it's, it shouldn't matter this year. Of course, knock on wood, if you're a Florida state fan, when it comes to injuries, but for next year, that could be really interesting. And then A.J. Duffy sure. was in there, too. They, right. They've got four guys at Florida State. They've, yeah. they've got some depth there at QB. And so I think seeing Tate Rotomaker look really good in that showcase is a right. good sign for FSU. No, no question about it. And, I mean, just the continual flames on the recruiting trail. They just oh, flipped yeah. the five-star tight end, stole them from Georgia, you know, get them to, to come to FSU. I mean, that, that's a – that's a Georgia team that just won back-to-back national championships, and they're stealing tight ends, which they've us. produced. Uh, right, yeah, it breaks their heart. Uh, who's produced unbelievable tight ends, uh, and, and now you're seeing, okay, this is this is remnants. This is what we think this FSU team can, can be. So, KG, I, I'm uh, like I said, time and time again, I'm excited to see yeah. this team. FSU fans, you're going to want to listen to our Stanford Steve episode coming out on May. <laughs> I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like. I think it. it's May eighth. I think that's right. I hope that's right. Let's see. Hopefully. You'll see it. It's in May. Early May. You'll see it. First guest of the summer series. (laughs) I'm not sure if I was supposed to say that, but here we are. Okay. Let's get to... Talking about giving away (laughs) Yeah, normally it's Matt. KG always attacks me, and our biggest summer guest, she just throws it out there for y'all. It's crazy. (laughs) Crazy in these streets. We'll see. We'll see who's really listening to every word of the pod. (laughs) Okay, let's talk Pitt Panthers here, Mac. We did not see Phil Dracovic for much of the game. He was five for seven for 51 yards. I mean, dude is, you know, he's like 24 years old. He's had a lot of (laughs) mileage in terms of he was sacked a lot at Boston College. That's probably good. Keep him healthy. Keep him on the sidelines a little bit. But everyone's saying he had a great spring. And, and of course, he's the guy. You saw some Rodney Hammond Jr. He had a kickoff return, which was cool to see. I mean, this Pitt team – they returned 13 starters. They returned 50 lettermen from last season's Sun Bowl champion team. So, again, you didn't find out much, but I thought there was really good energy in that game. A lot of young guys got to play. And maybe the biggest thing, Mac, Penn State transfer quarterback Christian Veyu looked really good. Now, again, just a spring game. It's Jerk's team. But I think you have your future guy. And that's probably why Pitt did this in many respects. You bring in Jerk for one year. And then you're going to go to Veyu after him. I feel like that's that plan is coming to light right now at, at, right. at Pitt. And, and it makes sense because, you know, we've seen, you know, Jerk be in that offense. He's been with Signetti. He understands it. So that's going to only help Christian, you know, develop faster, get the offense, be under the tutelage, and then be ready if, you know, who, whatever happens. We have not seen Phil Dracova go through a full season 
unscathed. And, and so, you know, Christian has to be ready. Sure. And it looks like after this game that he he's a more than, you know, ready option to, to go and, and can produce and can really move, you know, the offense. I thought it was great to see Ronnie Hammond. I mean, that dude is just freaky. I, I don't think there's going to be any drop-off there. Now, you, it's hard to replace Izzy Abanacanda and the things that he can do. But, again, remember how good Rodney was when he was the guy. He ran out there first, yeah. you know, for Pitt th- this last season, and then he got hurt, you know, for a, for a handful of weeks there. So excited to see that, KG. This defense is just going to be, you know, business as usual. <laughs> Those guys just dominate. They're, they're so fun to watch. The, the position that they put their defensive backs in, don't come to Pitt. If you don't want to play man-to-man because you're going to be on an island a lot, and those werewolves up front, seeing them go and hunt. The one thing that I really want to hit home for Pittsburgh, and and we'll do this throughout the the preseason, these guys have the second most ACC wins since we moved to the college football playoff. Even my – I'm guilty of this. We do not give them enough credit with Clemson – you know, being up there as this dominant force that's been in the league, and they've won a championship. You know, they're the only ones with the Tigers and, and maybe Florida State back in, in 14, surely, um, mm-hmm. that have gotten that done, you know, in, in this era. So for me and Pittsburgh, we, we I give them the benefit of the doubt because of the coaching staff, the defense. I know what they're going to be, but it needs to be even more of that yes. because of their production, because of the things that they've been able to do. They just win. At the end of the day, and so it's going to be fascinating to see. Again, we both think Florida State, Clemson, can Pittsburgh wreck that party and say, hold on now, wait just a second. I think it's very possible. Pitt is going to be very good this year, and we yeah. we say it all the time. So I know our listeners are tired of hearing it. Well, the Pitt <laughs> listeners are not. But nationally, people need to understand, and I think you know Pitt will get its chance to prove itself early with some of those non-conference games. Last year, if they had been able to beat Tennessee, which they almost did, and they had injuries galore, that would have been huge. And we talked about that. You know, you got to win those out-of-conference games. But I'm excited about Pitt because not only do you have enough coming back offensively, even though you lose a guy like Abanacanda, I know that Coach Narduzzi is excited about those wide receivers. You're still going to be fine at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. The defense is going to be really salty. And this is something that we talked about with Clemson, too. You almost have you have a bunch of young guys coming in to replace these old heads who've been there forever who are all going to be drafted next week. But you almost could have a different level of hunger with this pit right. defense. Because right. I saw some some people talking, some pit guys. So the, the pit defense is literally talking trash to each other in the media about whether they're they should be talking more about their D-line or their secondary. <laughs> I mean, they're they're literally going after each other. I saw it after the spring game. They're saying, okay, yeah, the QB killer, new era, whatever, but our we've got six, seven DBs that we feel good about. So I love that, Mac. I, and I, I think Pitt is, yeah, they're, they're going to be really good. They are. You, you know who loves that more? Narduzzi. He loves it. Let that defense be. <laughs> you think Narduzzi's be... like, guys, can we chill a little bit? <laughs> right, right. He's Probably. saying, hey, guys, I know, we all know we're good. Let's let's go play. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to have another super quality you know, defense here and, and just seeing if – if they can keep Jerk healthy and, mm-hmm. and just what that offense could look like, I think it's going to be very balanced. I think you're legitimately going to see 50-50, 60-40, you know, running the ball and passing it. And, and so at the end of the day, when you have a defense like that, that can just literally take the life away from an opposing offense and you can give any solution you want on offense, look out. You know, th- this team, they're, they're going to be fun to watch. Can they stay healthy? Can they get it all going? That'll be the biggest thing. Those are our two teams, I would say, with the least question marks. Let's get to a team 
that I think has some question marks, some legitimate question marks. And that's NC State. Now, I want to say this. NC State played their spring game two weeks ago, that Easter weekend, where that Saturday was literally miserable. Yeah, it was awful. They played in terrible weather. So it's hard to judge some of these stats because the weather was just really, really bad. And, of course, with the weather and the rain, the defense – showed out. The defense forced a lot of turnovers. You had some dropped passes. You had some fumbles. You had some picks, et cetera. What everyone's wondering was the the quarterback competition, I believe. Uh, believe it's a competition, at least from what we're seeing, between Brennan Armstrong and MJ Morris. Brennan Armstrong played the vast majority of the first half. MJ Morris played the second half. And MJ Morris had a 62-yard touchdown screen pass. He was like three for four in the first half. I couldn't find his complete stats. Brennan Armstrong was 14 of 28 for 127 and two picks. Again, the weather was awful. Give give me your April thoughts on the <laughs> NC State quarterback situation. Yeah, I just I don't know if it is a competition. You know, KG, I think that Brennan went out know, there they, first. They, he did. Yeah, yeah, I think they brought out they brought in Brennan for a reason. And I think number one, because he's a very good player. Uh, you know, we, we remember a couple of years ago. Him just going nuts, forty five hundred, you know, passing yards, a billion TDs, running the football. It feels so long ago, though. It really does. I mean, no question. Yeah, it feels it feels so long ago. And and can he get back to that? We'll see. Um, But I I think that, on top of understanding the offense, having been with Coach Robert and I, and and understanding the the not just the terminology, but the thought process behind it all, I think that is going to be so good for MJ Morris and and for a guy to be able to learn with him who is clearly talented we saw last year and the things that he was able to do if he can just sit you know and and learn from this guy and maybe he surpasses him by by summer I'm not sure but I know they brought in Brennan for a reason and uh you know to to see that performance surely that probably throws out more question marks than answers for you know fans but from a coach perspective remember they they had 15 days where they saw what they needed to see and and to feel comfortable with Brennan running out first and going through the meetings and going through all the stuff. So it, it, it is a tough thing because similar to Kate Klubnick and Clemson, you know, we didn't see those other 15 days. We just happened to see the one that was on TV and there was a couple of picks thrown and you're just like, what are we doing? What, what yeah. is this? And, and so that, that's where I think, you know, probably a different looking team, uh, certainly defensively with, with health and keeping guys out for NC state. Um, but I think this is going to be a gritty team. You know, I, I really do. The, the biggest thing for me is can NC State run the football? That's what we've got to see because for three years, I think now, it's they haven't. They haven't. And even a couple of years ago where they had that great offensive line, two really good running backs, they still couldn't run it. When when they needed it most, couldn't get it done. And so that's going to be the biggest question mark for me. You're obviously losing you know, two, I'll say generational for NC State linebackers with Isaiah Moore and, and uh, big Drake Thomas. Mm-hmm. So – you know, seeing those guys leave, thank goodness Peyton stayed. There's obviously young guys behind them that have played, and I know Coach feels really good about, but can they elevate to, to that level? We will see. You know, th- those are two very, very good players that left uh, that, that meant everything you know, to this defense and to this coaching staff. So those are a couple of, of you know, question marks that I surely will be looking out for you know, all summer to, to hear who's developing and, and in fall camp who's rising up. And then, of course, once we kick it off and, and start playing some games. Yeah, I think NC State is truly an interesting, really interesting situation to monitor yeah. in the offseason yeah. and as we get into the regular season. Because 
MJ Morris is not completely unproven. I mean, you, you right. know what he can do to a certain extent. So if Brennan Armstrong goes out there and in the first half of a game, probably not the UConn game to start, which again, you know, love that scheduling NC State. But if he's 14 of 28 and two picks in the first half, do we see MJ Morris in right. a second half? I, I don't I don't know. I think that's going to be the huge question mark. Sure. And I will say too, Mac, I think Brennan and MJ are both more mobile than Devin Leary. Devin Leary wasn't necessarily a statue, but he wasn't right. as mobile. So that right. can help the run game a little bit, especially MJ Morris. That might be something they want to look at. But yeah, I, I don't think, I, I do think Brennan's the guy. He's going to get the start to start the year for sure. But with how erratic, and I think erratic is the word, yeah. <laughs> with how erratic he was last year, if he's out there and he throws two picks in the first half, do we see MJ Morris? I think that's the question. Yeah. And and again, I think it, it is also we do not know. I, I do think it's also fair to point out that that his receivers led the world in drops. Like he he had no help, True. you know, from from guys that a year ago were were exceptional. So that that'll be interesting. Just who steps up from a skill position, from wide receiver position, to guys you know that that are reliable and that can make big plays down the field. All right, I want to talk about Miami. Miami, another very intriguing team this spring and as we head into the fall and Mario Cristobal said this after their spring game it was a 70 play live scrimmage and then the second half they um they were thud on defense and didn't really do much he said there's progress but still ways to go and then he added this our roster could look significantly different when we start camp in the fall so what what exactly does that mean? Obviously, there's some allusions to the transfer portal there. The portal closes on April 30th, so you got to be ready for that. <laughs> we did see Tyler Van Dyke look a lot more comfortable in this new offense in the spring game. He was 13 of 19 for 184 and a touchdown, which mm-hmm. is very solid. That's what you want to see from TVD. He's got Restrepo back. That's his security blanket. They played with a lot more tempo, which was really yeah. good to see. But Mac, I mean, what do you what do you think of that quote from our guy Mario? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's the new world that we live just in. Putting like, guys on notice, like, hey, but you right, like you're not technically just, supposed to do that. You're not supposed I don't know to the say point. move on. I don't know the yeah. I, I don't know the point of is it because we're kicking guys out or is it we have room and we're gonna go get yeah. you know some guys in the portal. I don't know. Yeah. Um, hopefully, number two. I hope because it's just weird. Like it's. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's an interesting weird, quote to vibe. give after your spring game. Yeah, and we like keep hearing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he like, keeps saying since stuff he's like been that. there. Since he's like, when will it be? I don't know. Like you're winning natties every year, then it's like, oh yeah, we're okay now. Like we're good. Um, I, I don't know. So we'll see. I, I stand the same on Miami. Like there's not much that's going to change my mind outside of you know seeing it in the in the fall. Um, you know, just what what can you be? What what can you do? You know, there was so much excitement, uh, so much belief. Um, especially what we saw the year before, like with TVD and and going nuts. Um, and somehow they messed it up and, you know, you take a guy that is that good and and you just make him look pedestrian. And now there were games towards the end of the year where, or the middle of the year, wherever it was, um, you know, where they were slinging around and and really started to, you know, look like shades of old and then injuries and, and he goes out for the rest of the season. So, I really, I just don't know, KG, what what to expect from those guys, and especially hearing coach doesn't even like what his team looks like. 
I mean, why would I be confident in you at all? I just, it's a fair knows. point. I do think it's a good sign that TBD looked a lot. He looked comfortable in this spring game. It's practice. And, yeah. No, I know, I but it, it feels you. like with this new offense, they are going to try to cater more to Tyler Van Dyke's skill set, which is which they should. What you should which do. He's a very, very talented guy, and I'm glad he's still there. I wanted to add this little nugget just because I know we've we had a guy on like Kalaja Kansi who's from the Miami area. Yeah. And obviously Miami needs to recruit Miami. They know that. It's mm. been a whole thing forever. Freshman D lineman Reuben Bain. He had three sacks in this spring game, okay? This is what blew me away, though, Mac. I read this about him. He won four consecutive state titles at Miami Central. He had 77 sacks in his high school career. What? I need to see film. <laughs> Hold on. I'm doing some quick math 77 here. sacks. This dude had 20 sacks a season. Now, I don't and know. Honestly, it says he won four consecutive. So he played as a freshman, I guess. Right. So he, I mean, that probably means he probably had a handful as freshman year. Yeah, but then that he had like he a might 30 have had sack like 30 season. sack yeah. season. We'll find some film. We'll find I some I will film. say this. I will also say this about Bain. EJ Manuel sent a text after that game and said, Reuben Bain is the real deal. There you go. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, maybe look, that plays into maybe coach was talking about offensive line and he's like, these guys are obviously terrible. A freshman comes in here and does this. Uh, I'm just kidding. But he's, he's raised some eyebrows. This young man that we have two in the ACC so far, there might mm. be more that emerge woods, Bain that are like, people are jacked up about people are very excited to see those young defensive linemen. I don't care if you're playing against the dudes that Zion Williamson was dunking on in high school. If you have 77 sacks in your high school career, I am intrigued. I am intrigued. It's like, uh, hey, you remember Haba? Uh, yes, those it's highlights like that you found just throwing guys out of the way, smacking the ball out of oh, the air. Man. I, I got to go look up this film. I think there's just a little amazing. more talent in Miami than that. But exactly. We'll it's, not, it's not 1A private school ball. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's transition to the Commonwealth of Virginia. Okay. Let's talk about Virginia and Virginia Tech. We know, of course, it was a very emotional spring game and day for Virginia. It looks like it, it went really well. It was good to just get back on the football field, and I know they honored um, the victims and of the tragedy. At Mike Collins, again, we talked about this a little bit in one of our spring episodes. He was one of the one of the guys that was shot. He's back. He was fully practicing in spring ball. He got the first carry of the game, which was really cool. He scored a touchdown. You just love to see that, Mac. That's so cool for Virginia. And when I was watching some of the highlights from this game, I, I thought Virginia looked looked good. It looked like they had some, some new energy with yeah. what they were doing. And, of course, we can talk quarterbacks here, Mac, but I just thought what they did with Mike Collins was really cool. Yeah, it, it, I mean it, it's it's amazing that that it's he amazing. survived. I mean the the things that, that he's playing. You know, he did and yeah and, and ran back on to to help and okay. you know, all these different things. I mean it's it's again such a travesty and and you know the way that they honored those young men and will continue for forever. Yeah. You know th- throughout the year specifically, we'll see a bunch of different things. Um, and which, which is going to be amazing to to watch that and and beautiful to celebrate them and continue you know, their, their lives, even though they're lost, you know, here and remembering them, but you know, looking at Virginia, I agree with you, that juice and that excitement um, to get back on the field, you know, their, their season, you know, was ripped away from them. Right. To, didn't to end didn't it. play their rivalry game. No, didn't, didn't get a finish, you know, the, the year there. And, and I know that, 
you know, sports, football particular, it, it just brings people together, at least for moments and for hours at a time. Like it takes everything else away, you know, and, and you can just be free and you can go play, you know, a game that you love, you know, with with things that, you know, we dealt with that were minute and, uh, you know, nothing compared to this. I can only imagine just, you know, the, the, the freedom that they had on that field for practices for this game um, and then to celebrate their brothers and to, to keep honoring them. So, like you said, a lot of juice, a lot of excitement, um, you know, good to see. You know, just the, the recruiting and getting some transfer portals. Again, another team that that could look different. Mm-hmm. You know, at the the end of this, you know, kind of transfer portal era, and then when they start camp and filling spots and, and different things like that. That that is, you know, the good thing with kind of this world that we're in for a team like Virginia, who not only w- was you know just you know really hit by guys leaving, um, you know, but also just not you know necessarily being able to requ- or acquire you know great high school talent right now yet. You can go get guys. Go get guys who need mm-hmm. another chance, who need a, a new opportunity, who need to see a, a grass is greener type thing. And, uh, man, you, you've got a really big roster right away. So that'll be fascinating, KG, just to see them moving on and, and uh, you know, into the summer. What, what does this team add? Or, or even if guys leave, what do they look like coming into the fall? And I think you can already feel more of an emphasis on the run game at Virginia. The OC, Des Kitching, says that this is one of the deepest running back rooms he's ever coached. you got a lot of exciting prospects there. And let's just say this. I I never felt like – I feel like we tried to make it a fit, and Tony Elliott tried, and Brennan Armstrong tried. But Brennan Armstrong and Tony Elliott, to me, never fit. I I don't think Armstrong fit what Tony Elliott had envisioned. And, of course, you know – you're going to do your best with the guy that you have, your returner in year right. one. When yep. you look at these quarterbacks he has now, Tony Musket, who's the Monmouth transfer, he looked very good, 11 of 14 for 149 and a touchdown. He went out there first. It seems like he's the guy. Freshman QB Anthony Calandria looked good, though, Mac. He was 18 mm-hmm. of 29 for 218 and a touchdown. He looked. He brought some of that juice, some of that youthful right. energy. Yep. Jay Wolfolk didn't play in the game because he's playing baseball and is a really good baseball player for Virginia. I don't know what's going to happen there. He's another guy that they're having in the quarterback competition. Right. But they've got some options there. And it just feels like this team looks a little more like Tony Elliott, a Tony Elliott team would. Yeah, and I think that that starts with the run game, like you said. And when you bring in a guy like Kobe Pace, who who was a fantastic player at Clemson, maybe he steps up and this is his show. You know, this is his backfield and, and he's the starter. And, you know, we'll see just how quickly can he grasp the offense. But – as we all know, at, at any level of football nowadays, it starts and ends with the quarterback position. Do you have a guy that can mm-hmm. not only manage the game but make plays, make good decisions, not turn the ball over? Uh, that will be key. And, and if you do, you feel really good about it. Now, if you can take it a step further and that you know quarterback is a guy and can really make plays for you, then you've got a shot. So so look out. So it is good to, to see some guys who are fighting, who are competing, who are playing at a high level – and, uh, you know, ultimately, where does Virginia land? You know, we'll, we'll come to find. So I think the the ideal, you know, kind of situation is a guy that can use his legs and, of course, his arm. You know, I, I don't think any time you – in this modern day of football, you can't just be a statue anymore and play that position. So I'm, I'm very intrigued to see, KG, you know, who, who wins it out and, and gets that spot. Mm-hmm. And another interesting quarterback competition is down the road at Virginia Tech with Grant Wells – You've got the Baylor transfer, Chiron Drones, and then you've got this interesting freshman at Virginia Tech named Pop mm-hmm. Watson. 
who was really exciting in the spring game. It feels like, you know, it's, it's not, I feel like the competition, at least from what I was reading, is still very much Wells and Drones, even though Drones did throw two picks. Wells looked really kind of like we expected, just solid um, in that game. But I thought Pop Watson was, was very interesting, showing some <laughs> life there. And Pop Watson is an amazing name. I mean, come on. So I think, you know, you really do have QB competitions at Virginia and Virginia Tech. But the key there is that you're bringing in some new life. You're bringing in some new talent at both places where you have right. legitimate competition. You're not just going to settle for whoever you have on your roster. Because, look, this is year one for both um, of these guys, both of these head coaches. You kind of have to settle with what you got. But it feels like they both right. did a good job of bringing in some talent. We'll see how that comes to fruition with both teams. Yeah, and similarly, you know, with needing a guy, like just quarterback can change everything. And, and you know, Grant Wells, unfortunately – you know, just couldn't make enough plays and, and turn the ball over a bunch a year ago and, you know, still was was their best option. Uh, so now you go and get some other guys in. You have a freshman. You get a transfer. And, you know, ultimately, does that competition make Grant better or does someone surpass right. him and, and we feel good about them, you know, kind of being being the guy there? So similar to, to Virginia, you know, kind of like what Coach Cristobal said, that they just have to redo their roster. You know, when, when I went there – you know, for practice during the season, just small, you know, not what I'm used to seeing. You're used to seeing really long, lengthy, athletic, you know, linebackers, safeties, things yeah. of that nature, defensive linemen. And that just wasn't the case. So so this is an overhaul. Everyone understands that. The things that they're going to have to do, the attrition that they were faced with these last couple of years. I mean, guys have been leaving Virginia Tech right and left. Um, you know, Hinden the transfer Hooker. portal. Right. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> still. It just breaks my heart. Uh, good for Hinden, though. Um, you know, so with, with that all said, you know, just who, who can that team be and can they continue to recruit in the state of Virginia? Can they put a fence around it, both these teams and keep the talent that that'll be, that will be when Virginia Tech's back competing for championships. When they keep guys in the state where guys say, I want to play for Virginia, I want to play for Virginia Tech and change something. Uh, but until then it, it's going to be an uphill battle for them. And the ACC needs it. They need it, Facts. especially with Virginia <laughs> right. Tech. Okay, the last one, Mac, they play on Friday, Syracuse. So we we don't know much at this point. We know they've had a little bit of an overhaul, offensive coordinator, different things. But Garrett Schrader's back. Aronde Gadsden Jr. is back. That's what you want to see. Marlo Wax is back, going to be the leader of that defense. The big question is replacing Sean Tucker and what do they do there. But Garrett Schrader, to have him back for another year, if you can keep him healthy, that's the key. Mm-hmm. And Aronde Gadsden He's a superstar, and yeah. I, I don't know how much you'll see of these guys in the spring game, but you definitely have some pieces to build around. No, I, I don't think there's any doubt there. And, and you know, a young coach, you know, getting their opportunity to step mm-hmm. up and be coordinator for, or uh, excuse me, quarterback coach to now coordinator, and a you know a guy that's been around with Coach and I for quite some time now, and is familiar with Schrader, familiar with this offense. So you know, it should be relatively smooth transition there. Um, and again, I think it comes down to Schrader and Gasson. You know, what, what can those two guys do? How special? Can they be, but also who steps up, you know, on offense as well? Because, you know, it, it kind of started with spreading the love around, and then we really dialed in on on Gatson because he was just yeah. such a great playmaker and really did things happen. But also those defenses dialed in, and, and when they take that away, what's the answer? Where, where are you going with the football? How are you getting it out quicker? You know, do you have those answers where you see a a boxing one, if you will, from the basketball side, and there's safety help over the top or, or a, a linebacker who's cheating the 
the slant route. You know, what what can you do to have answers for that? That will be very interesting to see because I think that the growth and when you have a quarterback like Schrader with all the improvement that we saw, if he can stay healthy, you know, look out. And that's the name of the game. You know, a lot of these quarterbacks, we can say that. Uh, defense, you know, you're losing a lot of talent. You're, you're losing, you know, that core linebacker group that has been there for so long. And, you know, when I, when I look at them and the things that they accomplished and, and got that team, you know, back to, to you know, bowl game, my goodness, that was yeah. such a huge thing for them. Um, how can they pick up on that momentum? How can they keep it going? That will be interesting to see, KG. Lots of old, older, not trying to call them old, older <laughs> quarterbacks in this episode, this group yep. that we've talked about that I think we're all excited to see another year in the ACC, but need to stay healthy as well. And Mac, that's the spring. Spring ball is done. Check it off. We are now heading into the official NFL draft week. So we're going to have Jordan Reed on next week. Can't wait. And then it's summertime. Let's so, go. Yes, it's been a fun spring. I think we've we've been able to really talk about the spring ball in a different way this year. And yeah, it's still spring. It's just spring ball. But <laughs> you can learn some things. And I, I hope we did, Mac. I hope we did. That's right. That's right. We appreciate you guys coming along this journey with us. Nice little exclamation point here. But it's NFL Draft Week, baby. Let's go. Fun time. We get to see you know where these guys end up and, and kind of put the final you know, chapters on their collegiate careers. They move pro, and it'll be fun to celebrate, you know, those young men next week. And, and we'll talk a little preview, and then we'll wrap it up the following Monday and kind of give you our thoughts on where these guys ended up and, and what kind of fits and, and things they can make. But that's it from us. Thank you guys tuning in. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane presented by our great friends over at Ingles. If you're not on YouTube, come on, guys. We need you over here. Subscribe, jump in the comments. Watch us, see us, see you, see us. That's what we want to see there. Uh, and also go over to Apple Podcasts, the OGs, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.